0: Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu was salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih nabiina Muhammad wa ala alameen wa sahbihi ajma'in So inshaAllah ta'ala we're starting or continuing on from our last class Who will we be talking about in our last class? Yes, Moana Abu Bakr Abu Bakr, anhu Okay, very good. I sent you a homework. Do you remember what the homework was? What was it? What was he responsible for before he became a Muslim? Okay. So did you research if you didn't research it, don't put up your hand. You researched it? Okay, so Danny says he researched it. Who else? Said they researched it. Yusuf says he researched it. Girls say they know. That's it. Like find out. Mm -hmm. They know. Okay, we'll hear from the girls. Go on, then tell us what it was. Go on, girls, tell us what it was. He was responsible for Debt, the debts of Quraysh and the blood money So if someone got killed and they had to decide Are we going to pay them, their family or not pay their family And how much we're going to pay them and all of that stuff That was Abu Bakr's responsibility Okay, very good I want to tell you something about when Abu Bakr became Muslim Before Abu Bakr became Muslim It said that he also went to Waraka ibn Nawfir. You remember Waraka? Where do you remember Waraka from? Whose story does Waraka come in? Whose story does Waraka come in? Waraka ibn Nawfir. He was Khadijah's cousin. And he was the one who told the Prophet ﷺ what happened to him in the cave. Do you remember in the seerah in the cave? Oh, yeah. When Jibreel squeezed him and said, read, and he said, Ma ana biqari, I can't read. Yeah? And they went to Waraka, and he told the Prophet ﷺ what happened. it said that Abu Bakr also went to Waraka. And he told Waraka that, or told him, that a prophet was going to come with the best lineage of all of the people. Who was the best, or who has the best lineage out of all the people, who had the best tribe? Quraysh, right? And out of Quraysh, who was the best tribe inside of Quraysh? was Banu Hashim, the tribe of Hashim. And who was the best person from the tribe of Hashim? This is an easy question.
1: Abu Lahab.
0: Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Very good. So Abu Bakr knew that the Prophet was going to come, and Abu Bakr, we said he didn't worship any idols, and we said that he didn't used to drink alcohol. Okay, who told Abu Bakr to become a Muslim? That's the easy question. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, excellent. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Abu Bakr believed in him straight away. He didn't delay at all, he didn't hesitate. Straight away he believed in him. And later on, there was something happened. And it was a little argument happened between Umar and between Abu Bakr. There was an argument between them. And Umar and Abu Bakr, they had a little fight. This was when they were in Medina. And Abu Bakr, he felt like he was a little bit wrong towards Umar. And Umar felt like he was a little bit wrong towards Abu Bakr. So Abu Bakr came to the Prophet وسلم, and he said, We had me and Umar had a fight. Okay, with me so far? Abu Bakr came to the Prophet Muhammad. So I said, He said, Me and Umar had a fight. And I asked him to forgive me, but he refused to forgive me. He says, No, I'm not going to forgive you. So then Umar he went there. And he went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet was angry with Umar. He was very upset with him, he was angry with him. Until Abu Bakr felt sorry for Umar. And he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, I was worse to him than he was to me. أنا كنت أظلم مرتين I was double as bad, I was twice as bad. Or he said, he said twice, "Ana kuntu I mean, I was, I was the one who was worse, and he said it twice. The Prophet وسلم, he says something amazing about Abu Bakr. He said, He said, Allah sent me to you and all of you people said to me, you lied. And only Abu Bakr said, you told the truth. You understand? That when the Prophet was sent, everybody didn't nobody believed, nobody accepted him, nobody believed in him. Except... Abu Bakr. And then he said, And he helped me with himself and his money. He said, Why don't you leave my companion alone for me? And nobody say anything to Abu Bakr. Nobody say anything to Abu Bakr. They said, fama Badaha, fama Nobody ever hurt Abu Bakr after that day. And even though Abu Bakr said to the Prophet, I was the one, I did worse to him. He said, Abu Bakr was the one who believed in me when nobody else believed in me. And Abu Bakr is the one who helped me with himself and his wealth when everybody else refused. To give their help. So you have to leave Abu Bakr alone. Like you can't say anything bad about him and you can't hurt him and you can't make him upset. So that's one of the things from the early time of we know about Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr was the first free person to accept Islam. And he was the first person to pray apart from the Prophet sallallahu And that Khadija was the first woman to accept Islam. And Zayd ibn Harita was the first freed slave to accept Islam. And Ali ibn Abi Talib was the first child to accept Islam. One of the amazing things about Abu Bakr is... That four generations of one family Were all companions of the Prophet Can anyone figure out how that was With Abu Bakr's family Four generations of people That means Father, son, grandson, great-grandson Like that All of them were companions All of them were companions How can that be? So definitely we have Abu Bakr. Okay, who else from Abu Bakr's family? Can we say, if we go upwards, who became Muslim from his family? His father, right? His father became Muslim? Yeah? Abu Quhafa? Uthman, he became Muslim? What about Abu Bakr's children? They became Muslim. Do you remember some of their names? Who can remember some of his children's names? Abu Bakr's children? Aisha? Abdurrahman? Abdullah? Asma? Okay, so from those children I want to know Which one of them had children that were also companions? Aisha didn't have any children, right? Aisha never had any children Who among those children had children that were also companions Or had a child who was also a companion? There's more than one also Muhammad and Abi Bakr as well no from Asma right Asma had children from Asma's children were Abdullah ibn Zubair you heard of Abdullah ibn Zubair you told you about Zubair ibn Awan, one of the ten who were promised paradise right I don't
1: I don't
0: know because my dad just told me I'm a woman yeah Abdullah ibn Zubair his mother was Asma Her father was? Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr's father was? Come on, guys, wake up. Abu Kuhafa. That makes four generations, all of them were companions. All of them were companions. At different times. They didn't become Muslim all at the same time. They didn't become Muslim all at the same time. Okay. Out of Abu Bakr's family, who came Muslim who became Muslim first? Or who became Muslim early on and who became Muslim later?
1: His daughter.
0: His daughter. Asma Aisha, they became Muslim very quickly. And Abdullah but not Abdurrahman. Abdurrahman was late becoming Muslim. He fought Abu Bakr. He fought against Abu Bakr in the Battle of Badr. And you know what he said to him? It's a really amazing thing. He said, Dad, in the Battle of Badr, I had you in my sight. I could have killed you. But you are my dad, so I let you go. What did Abu Bakr say back to him? What do you think? You get what he said? He said, in the Battle of Badr, I had a chance to get you. I had a chance to... To hit you with a sword or arrow. But you are my dad, so I let you go. What did Abu Bakr say back to him? You are my child. You are my child? Yeah, he said. But not, I let you go. Thank you. Not, thank you. No. This was after Abdul Rahman became Muslim He said that dad in the battle of Badr I had a chance to get you And I, you were my father I let you go because you're my dad I didn't get that He said son, if you came in my sight I would not have let you go I would have killed you for the sake of Allah I wouldn't have let you go What does that show about Abu Bakr? What does that show about Abu Bakr? That he loves Islam more than everything. He even loved Islam more than his own children. He said, son, if you came in my sight, I would not have let you go. I wouldn't have let you go. Because Islam was more important to him than everything else. Okay, I want to ask you a question. But the girls need to fix their internet connection again it's gone, it's dropped again. Okay, let's try it. Let's see that. Maybe it's working now. Let's see. Okay, it's working now. Okay, I've got a question. The 10 people promised paradise, how many of them became Muslim because of Abu Bakr? So how many do we have to choose from? What's the number we have to choose from? No. 10. Nine, because Abu Bakr is one of them. Okay? Okay, out of the 10 who became, out of the 10, Leave Abu Bakr aside, that's nine other people. Boys, listen, 10 people from his paradise. Leave Abu Bakr aside, that makes nine people. How many of those nine people became Muslim because of Abu Bakr? Hands up if you think, and girls you can just tell me how many people put their hands up. How many hands up if you think one of them One other person became Muslim because of Abu Bakr Okay, what about two? What about three? Okay, few boys, there's at least one who thinks three out of nine became Muslim because of Abu Bakr What about four? Yeah, most of the boys think four out of nine became Muslim because of Abu Bakr Anyone think five? Most of the girls think two Anyone think five? Or oh, two girls think four? Okay, sorry. What about uh, five? One boy. What about six? One boy. You guys are right. Six out of nine of the ten people who were promised paradise, six out of nine became Muslim because of Abu Bakr. They were az Zubair and Uthman, and Talha, and Sa'd, and Abu Ubaidah, and Abdul Rahman ibn Awf. All of them became Muslim because of the efforts of Abu Bakr. Because of the guidance of Allah, and then because of the efforts of Abu Bakr. So we said from Abu Bakr's family, Asma and Aisha, and Abdullah, and Aisha's mother, Umm Ruman, and Abu Bakr's servant, Amr ibn Hayrah, all of them were from the people who became Muslim in the early days. Okay, now I want to ask you a question. I want to actually tell you a story, first of all. In the early days of the Dawah, in Makkah, the early days when Abu Bakr told the people about Islam in Makkah, And what happened was, that Abu Bakr, he wanted to preach openly, he wanted to tell everyone in the open about Islam. Because in the beginning people were Muslim in secret, right? People were not Muslim in the open, they didn't used to go around and say, I'm a Muslim, they used to be hiding. So Abu Bakr wanted to say openly. So what happened is, each person went to their tribe in a different place in Makkah, in the, around the Kaaba, and they stood up and they started telling the people about Islam. And Abu Bakr stood up and he told his people about Islam. And he said he was the first person to tell people about Islam apart from the Prophet, wasallam. And what happened is, he was beaten so badly that he nearly died And they carried him back to his house And they said that the, he, he was beaten up so badly, you couldn't tell the front of his head from the back of his head From how badly they beat him up, because he said something good about Islam When they were trying to treat him in his house, they were trying to see if he, could, he was going to be, get better What do you think Abu Bakr was worried about? What do you think, Anas? He was worried about the Prophet And he wouldn't even think about himself. He wouldn't think about himself until he heard about the Prophet And what he did is he actually got two people to carry him To where the Prophet was, even though he was really, really sick, that he was they thought he was going to die, they carried him until he could see the Prophet was okay, until he could know that the Prophet was okay. And at that time, one of the people that carried him to the Prophet was his mother. And when she carried him to the Prophet and he found out he was okay, she became Muslim. At that time she accepted. She accepted Islam. So that shows how Abu Bakr used to be with the Prophet. How do you think Abu Bakr, what kind of a person Abu Bakr was? What do you know about Abu Bakr as a person? What kind of person was he? We spoke about this last week, so you should know some good answers. He was a good person, very good. He was the best of all of the people after the Prophets. Kind. He was kind. Generous. Good. He was soft hearted, right? He used to cry a lot. You know, they asked Ali ibn Abi Talib about Abu Bakr, and do you know what he said? He said he was the bravest of all of us. He didn't say the most generous, the softest, the kindest. He said he was the bravest out of all of us. In the time when the Prophet was in the most danger, Abu Bakr is the first one who would go to defend him. And in all of the battles, he stayed next to the Prophet and he didn't leave him even when all the people left. So they said he wasn't just soft, and gentle, he was very, very brave He was very brave He was the first person to be hurt for the sake of Allah after the Prophet He was the first person to tell people about Islam after the Prophet He was the first person to accept Islam after the Prophet And he was the first person to fight for Islam with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Abu Bakr is really famous for freeing the slaves, right? So do you know some of the stories? I'm going to tell you just a little bit about some of the stories. The first people to openly admit that they were Muslim. Do you know who they were? Can you guess? Who were the first people who openly said in front of everyone that I'm a Muslim? Definitely the Prophet, for sure. Who else do you
1: think?
0: Bilal Bilal was one of them, definitely. Bilal was one of the seven, who was one of the first people to ever openly say, I'm a Muslim. Now bear in mind that at that time that Bilal was telling people he was a Muslim, he was a slave, which means he was in a lot of danger, because you cannot, when you're a slave, somebody, they will beat you, they will torture you, they will hurt you, because they don't think you're anything, they think you're very low. And even though he was a slave, he used to openly tell the people, I'm a Muslim. Okay, who else used, is famous that they, used to, that they were the first people to say that they were, that they were Muslim?
1: Umar.
0: Umar? No, Omar, no, because Omar became Muslim later on, remember? Omar didn't become Muslim early on like that. It was a little bit later on. Abu Bakr was one of them. So now we've got three. The Prophet, and Abu Bakr, and Bilal. One of the, the three people, the first three people who used to tell people openly that I'm a Muslim. The family of Yasir, have you heard of them? The Prophet said to them, صَبْرًا fa inna jannah." Be patient, O family of Yasir, because you're going to paradise. You heard of Sumayya? She was the first woman to be killed in Islam. She was killed because she was one of the first people to openly say, I'm a Muslim. Even though she was a slave, and she had no power over the other people, and she, had, she was very weak, but she openly said to everybody, I'm a Muslim. And she was one of the first people to be killed, along with Amma So Sumayya and Amma and Abu Bakr and Bilal and Suhaib Have you heard of Suhaib's story? Suhaib al Rumi He was one of the first people to say that he was a Muslim And they said Al-Miqdat So there were a group of them who said they were Muslim Now out of all those people The Prophet had some protection from Allah But he had some protection from who was given Who was trying to stop people from hurting him After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who was Abu Talib The girls jumped in straight away and said His uncle Abu Talib So even though his uncle was not a Muslim But his uncle said, don't don't touch my nephew You touch my nephew, you're going to have to touch me first So you keep away from him, don't touch him Why do you think he said that? If he wasn't a Muslim. Mm. Okay, the girls have got an answer. I want to hear the boys answer. Abu Talib defended the Prophet so Sallallahu Alaihi even though he wasn't a Muslim. Why? Because he had no parents. Mm. you, are not far, yeah, you are in a way, you're not, you're kind of close. Because he had no parents, you are kind of close. But that wasn't the real reason.
1: Because
0: he loved the Prophet. Um, yeah, but why did he love him? Because he was not a Muslim. What the girl said is true That he kind of in his heart He secretly liked Islam That's true But the main reason is They were from the same tribe It's his nephew It's my nephew It doesn't matter what he says Or what he believes in But it's my nephew Don't touch him Abu Bakr had a little bit of protection After the help of Allah Where did Abu Bakr get his protection from? After Allah Who was given him? His tribe His people were given him His people Of His tribe They didn't want anyone to touch Abu Bakr Because Abu Bakr was one of the best of them So they didn't want to bring a bad name on themselves So they said nobody touch Abu Bakr Even then they still touched Abu Bakr But who did Bilal have To help him after Allah Who was there to protect him
1: Before
0: Abu Bakr You know what the answer is? Nobody. He was a slave. He didn't have a tribe to help him. He didn't have any family to back him up. He didn't have anyone to help him at all. Nobody at all. Apart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they treated him so badly that they put him in the burning sun. They put him in the burning sun and they put a big rock on his chest And they said we're going to leave you there until you stop believing in Islam Does anyone know what Bilal used to say when they were beating him and they put him in the sun and they put a rock on his chest? Yet yeah, the girls know, do the boys know what he used to say? Simple, very simple. He just said one word only. He said "ahad on ahad." Allah is one, one, only one. They took his water away from him. They took his food and water away from him, and they left him in the sun with a big rock on his chest. And he just kept saying one, one. When Abu Bakr saw him like that, Abu Bakr said, "Why are you doing this to this poor person?" What's he done to you? Why are you, you doing this to him? So his owner, the owner of Bilal was Umayyah ibn Khalaf. He said, you did this to him. You, Abu Bakr, your fault. So you fix it now. He said to him, it's your fault, Abu Bakr. You did this to him. What does he mean you did this to him?
1: Because he made him... Them-
0: and you told him about Islam and you were one of the people who told him to be a Muslim So now you, you fix the problem So Abu Bakr said ah, okay I'll fix it In one of two ways Some of the stories say he swapped Bilal for, for someone who was not a Muslim Another person that Abu Bakr he had that was not a Muslim and he swapped him And some of them he says he bought Bilal for either 7 or fourteen measures of gold a lot of gold and he paid so that Bilal could be free and when he bought him, he said "Ah, you're free and he let him go. Now what do you think was the benefit after Bilal became Muslim? What was what was the benefit for Islam after Bilal became Muslim? So the girl said more slaves wanted to become Muslim that's one good one. Okay, so there, we'll come to the Adam, Nekama, inshallah, we'll come to it later, in the story in Medina. What do you know about Bilal from that story? What do you know about him already before that story? What can you tell about someone who they get a stone put on their chest in the middle of the burning desert with no water and they don't change. They're strong, right? And brave. So all that strength and that bravery, he put it for Islam. Because he wasn't a slave anymore and he didn't have to do what, what Umayyad ibn Khalaf told him. So he used it all for Islam. And that came about because of Abu Bakr. But that wasn't the only person that Abu Bakr freed. In fact, many of the slaves, Abu Bakr used to free them. He freed two slaves. There were two girls who became Muslim. They were slaves, and they were carrying flour for the person who owned them, and he freed them like that. He he used to free so many of the slaves. And this is the reason that Allah said about him: "That Abu Bakr, who has the most taqwa, is going to be the one who keeps away from Allah's punishment, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He used to give His wealth for Allah. He used to give His wealth for Allah." What do you think Abu Bakr's father thought about Abu Bakr freeing his slaves? What do you think? He didn't think good. He said to him, why don't you free strong men? Those strong men will fight for you. You're freeing these weak people, they're being tortured, they're poor people, some women, some old people. Why are you freeing these people? Why don't you free the young, strong people that they can, you know, you can make some people to fight for you, you can have somebody who will, who's going to fight for you. But why did Abu Bakr free those people? Did he want someone to fight for him. Is that why he freed Bilal? He wanted for Allah. He didn't want someone to fight for him. Abu Bakr left, left Makkah. Abu Bakr, he left Makkah. Why do you think he left Mecca? I'm not talking about when he left with the Prophet. So I said before that he left Mecca. He was going to go to Abyssinia. He was going to go to Al-Habasha. Yeah, he was. He couldn't worship Allah. And he was under so much pressure. So he left. He went. And when he left Mecca. He came across a man. Ibn ad dughnaf and he was a man who was the chief of his tribe. And he met Abu Bakr leaving Makkah. And he said to Abu Bakr, when he was leaving Makkah, he said to him, why are you leaving? Why are you going? He said, my people forced me to leave and I wanna go free, I just wanna worship Allah. I just wanna be free. I'm gonna go to Abyssinia, Al-Habasha, and I'm gonna worship Allah there. And Ibn al became upset. He said, someone like you, you shouldn't be leaving. Come back with me, I'm going to give you my protection. So he went to the chiefs of, and he was a big chief. He was a big chief. And he wasn't a Muslim, he was a big chief at that time. He said, come back Abu Bakr, come back with me. So he brought Abu Bakr back to Makkah. And he said to, her, he went to the chiefs of Quraysh, all the people that were hurting Abu Bakr, and he said, listen don't mess with Abu Bakr now. now I'm gonna give him protection, don't touch him. They said, okay, we won't touch him, but we have a condition. What's the condition? Yeah, the girls knew the answer, that he couldn't read Quran outside his house. No praying outside. You wanna read Quran, you read in your house. You wanna pray, you pray in your house. Why did they not want him to read Quran outside? because more people might become Muslim, right? So you understood what happened. He went out of Makkah, and this chief brought him back and said, no, no, you don't need to leave. You're a good person, come back. So he went and he said, he's got my protection. If you touch him, that means me and my tribe, we're gonna fight you." So they said, okay, we won't touch him, but we have a condition. He can't pray outside the house, and he can't read Quran outside the house. What do you think Abu Bakr did? Do you think he, d- he, did- he did that, he just prayed in the house?
1: He outside the house and prayed outside the house. Yeah, but the problem
0: is he agreed he wasn't going to read Quran outside the house and pray outside the house. So
1: he the masjid?
0: The girls know the answer.
1: He went somewhere else?
0: He turned the outside of his house into a masjid. He built the outside of his house he built the outside of his house as a, a masjid and he went in there and he started reading Quran and praying in front of everybody but still in his house all oh, Quraysh were very upset they were angry they were very upset so they went back to Ibn al-Dughna they said to him look we are in agreement with you, you we respect you you said don't touch him we don't touch him but now come on he's outside in his courtyard praying and reading Quran So Ibn al went to Abu Bakr and he said Look, you know, we had agreement You you can't pray outside and you can't do this You know, you can't read the Quran outside And stuff like that So, you know, you have a choice Either you're going to have to, you know, stop that Go go back to your house And go inside your house Or either, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to just take away the protection from you I can't give you protection anymore So what do you think Abu Bakr did? You know Abu Bakr now What do you think he did? Sorry, he left, the he left it He said I don't want your protection Allah's protection Allah's protection is enough for me I don't want protection from you I've got Allah's protection I'm happy After all of that time In Mecca, The Prophet Sallallahu He was waiting for permission to go to Medina And Abu Bakr decided one day He was going to go to Medina by himself Maybe with his family, with Aisha and with Asma and Abdullah. So Abu Bakr decided he was going to go to Medina. The Prophet ﷺ, he didn't let him go. He said, stay where you are. Because maybe you're going to have someone come with you. Who does he mean that you're going to have someone come with you? The Prophet ﷺ himself. That he's going to come with you. So Abu Bakr kept two animals ready all the time. It's like two cars, right? Like two bikes or two two animals. He kept it ready all the time, just ready, waiting, waiting. When is the Prophet going to come with me? We're going to go to Medina. And generally, the Prophet used to come twice a day to Abu Bakr's house once in the morning and once in the evening. Or Not twice a day, sorry. Once a day, either in the morning or either in the evening. Not twice a day, once a day. Either he used to come in the very early morning or he used to come in the very late evening. One day, the Prophet came to Abu Bakr in the middle of the day. Right in the middle of the day when the sun is very hot. And Abu Bakr realised that something is going on. And Abu Bakr said to the Prophet, O oh Messenger of Allah, Sahaba, am I going to be your companion? The Prophet ﷺ said, Na'am, yes, you're going to be my companion. And Abu Bakr was so happy, he was crying out of how happy he was. And at that time, nobody knew the Prophet ﷺ was going to leave Mecca except Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr's daughters and Ali ibn Abi Talib. They were the only people who knew that the Prophet ﷺ was going to leave. And when the Prophet ﷺ left, he left with Abu Bakr and they snuck out from Abu Bakr's house. Who did they leave in the place of the Prophet ﷺ? Who who stayed behind? Ali. Ali ibn Abi Talib. Very good. Ali stayed behind. Ali stayed behind. And the Prophet ﷺ, he went with Abu Bakr. And when they went, they didn't go the way to Medina. Why do you think they didn't go the way to Medina? Girls, you can answer this question. Why do you think they didn't go in the direction of Medina? So they wanted to throw people off the scent, like they say. They wanted people to go the wrong way. They finally settled in a cave. They finally settled in a cave in Mount Thawr And at that time The only two people in the cave Were Abu Bakr And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Now I'm going to test you A lot of people know what happened in the cave But I'm going to test you about something different Who used to come to the cave Or I can ask you a different way what was Abu Bakr's family, each of them doing when it was that time of the cave? They all had a job. Okay, so bringing food and water, who was bringing them food and water? Now Abdurrahman was not a Muslim at that time. Who was bringing them food and water? Very famous. Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr was in the cave. He can't bring himself food and water. He's in the cave. Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad was in the cave.
1: Sure.
0: Asma, Asma, she was bringing the food and she was bringing the food and water. Asma, she was bringing, and she had it tied up in a bag, and she took a part of her waist wrap and she tied it with it. And there was something else that his family was doing. Abdullah, he had a job. Does anyone know what Abdullah's job was to do? Uh,
1: called animals.
0: No, no, you're, that was, we're gonna come to the animals in a second, the animals we are gonna come to the animals in a second. Abu Bakr, uh, Abdullah's job was? Um, to
1: bring the news
0: of what was happening in the city. Yeah, to bring the news of what was happening in the city. So his job was basically to listen to what Quraysha saying. saying, are they going this way, have they sent people that way, and bring the news. But there was a job that Abu Bakr's freed slave had, and this was the job of the animals. And his job was to bring the animals, like, just to wander around, wander around and around and around, and slowly just bring the animals to near to the cave. So what will they do? They will drink from the milk and everything And then, you know, just walk past the cave with the animals So they will take the animals, they will drink the milk and they will go But it doesn't look like he stopped at the cave It just looks like he's just going like every other shepherd Just taking his animals up this way and back this way Up this way and back this way But actually every night he's stopping his animals at the cave And he had one more job to do with the animals Very important job one job was for the to give the milk and everything like that, but there was another job that was very important for those animals. What do you think? Look after them. No. Give them
1: food.
0: No. The animals did the job, not the people. Didn't do it for the animals. The animals did a very important job.
1: Oh, so it does not like um, man, man until yeah, Exactly,
0: they had to erase the footprints. Of Abdullah and Asma who were coming to the cave Because Abdullah and Asma keep coming to the cave To drop off the food and water and the news of what's happening So what they had to do is every time they came The animals will come and stamp all over the footprints So Quraysh are looking, they can't find any footprints There's nobody here But one time they came right to the edge of the cave Quraysh, the people from the non steps They came right to the edge of the cave And Abu Bakr got scared. He said to the Prophet ﷺ that if one of them looks at his feet he's going to see us. Meaning that their feet is here and my head is there. If he looks at his feet he's going to see me. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him a very famous thing. Very, very famous. He said to him مَا Allah Allahu <فَأَرِكُهُمًا> He said, what do you think about two people? Allah is the third one of them Allah is going to keep us safe Don't think about This They're going to see us Or they're not going to see us Allah is going to keep us safe And Allah mentioned This in the Quran when he said to his companion لا تحزن إِنَّ ma'ana مَعَنَ Don't be scared Allah is with us So Allah made peace Go on to the Prophet in the cave And Allah helped him With soldiers that you can't see Who are the soldiers you can't see? Angels And then when they left the cave They went on to Medina And the people of Medina welcomed them But something funny happened in Medina When they first came Many people in Medina They never met the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They never met him So what do you think happened when him and Abu Bakr came to Medina? What can you imagine happening? Girls, what do you think? They didn't know which one was which. So they would go and they thought maybe Abu Bakr is the prophet. So they would go and they would greet him. And s- How do you think they came to know which one is which? I mean, before he said anything. How did they realize that, that ah, this is Abu Bakr and this is the prophet? Yeah, the girls know the answer. What do the boys think?
1: Because he knew Abu Bakr and he didn't
0: knew Prophet Muhammad. Abu Bakr covered him in the, from the sun. The sun was shining on him and Abu Bakr came and he made shade for him. So the people realised, ah, this is, this is the Prophet, so said, this is Abu Bakr. This is Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr, we said, he fought in all of the battles with the Prophet sallallahu he fought in all of these battles and I'm going to mention to you some of the things that he that happened to him when Abu Bakr first came to Medina he got sick because Medina was a place where a lot of people got sick it was a place where there was a really bad fever and people used to get really sick when they went there that's why even do you know what Medina used to be called before it was called Medina? Yes answer Yathrib And Yathrib Is not a nice name It's because it was a place Where people used to get sick It's not a nice name It's a place where people used to get ill And people used to get sick And the water wasn't clean The Prophet At that time Abu Bakr And his servant Amir Who used to be his servant And Bilal were all staying in the same house Who was in the house? They were staying together. They were living together in the same house. Abu Bakr and his servant Amir and Bilal. And they were all staying in the same house. And they all got sick. They all got the same fever. And Aisha, she went to visit them. And she came back to the Prophet ﷺ and she said that all of them are sick. And that if you will make dua for Allah to take this fever away from Medina. So the Prophet made dua for Medina to be more beloved than Makkah. Like we love Medina even more than even more than Makkah. And to send the fever away to a different place. And so the Prophet made dua and the fever went to a different place. And he asked Allah to bless Medina in its measurements and the marketplace, to bless Medina in everything and to make Medina more, people love Medina more than Makkah. Yes Ma'am?
1: Why
0: did he It went to another city. It went to another city. Another town. Let's talk about Abu Bakr quickly. In the battles. So what's the first? You tell me some of the battles and we'll talk about what Abu Bakr did in some of the battles. You tell me what was the first battle that happened. Because you did Sira. Girls know the answer. Boys, what was the first? Apart from Anna, someone else. First battle that happened, the famous battle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The Battle of Badr? The Battle of Badr, excellent, well done. So the first thing in the Battle of Badr was, shall we go and fight or shall we not? Because the Muslims were not convinced that we should go. Shall we go? Maybe not. Abu Bakr was the one who encouraged... The Prophet وسلم, whatever you do, we're gonna be behind you. This was the time that Abu Bakr stood guard over the Prophet when no one else did, and this was the time. What do you remember? What the Prophet did the night before Badr, the night before the battle took place? Do you remember what he was doing? Making dua. He was making dua all night. Only one other person stood with him. Who was it? Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. Very good. It was Abu Bakr. Bakr. It was Abu Bakr. And when the Prophet was making dua, he made dua so much that his his top, the top he was wearing, it fell from his shoulders. And Abu Bakr was grabbing it and putting it, putting it back on his shoulders and telling him that you've made enough to Allah. Now you've made enough to honor. And they fought in the battle of Badr. And I told you what happened with, with Abdurrahman. That his son Abdurrahman was fighting against him on that day. And his son Abdurrahman, he said, Oh my father, you appeared before me as a clear target on the day of Badr. But I turned away from you so that I didn't kill you. And Abu Bakr said to him, if you had come before me as a clear target, I wouldn't have left you. Then there was the issue of the prisoners of Badr. So what happened with the prisoners of Badr? What was the thing? What did they have to decide with the prisoners of Badr? What was the decision to make? Yes, what? Uh, which ones? The, the ones
1: that... I
0: the ones they captured from the battle. Because when you fight the battle and then you finish the battle, you I have some prisoners, right? Sorry? we
1: took them uh, the, the prophet or them yeah the prophet
0: sh- yeah. we teach them other, um, okay Anas what do you think okay should we let them go for money that was one option shall we pay money and let them go or we have to we have to kill them or do we have to let them go and we take money so what did Abu Bakr say What do you think Abu Bakr said? What do you think Abu Bakr said? Let them go. Everybody thinks Abu Bakr said let them go. Anna says no. Yusuf says no. no. Okay, show of hands. Who thinks Abu Bakr said let them go? Two, two guys. How many girls? Okay. 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 And how many people think Abu Bakr was the one who said, Do away with them? Okay. What do you think Omar said? What do you think? You think so? Most of the boys think Abu Bakr said, "No, we have to finish the job," and Omar said, "Let them go." No, it's the other way around. Because remember, Omar was very strong and very light, very brave. He was very good at fighting and very good in war and battles. He was very, very strong and very tough. Omar, he said, "No, we finish what we started." These people attacked us, they kicked us out of our homes, they fought us for our religion, they tortured people, they hurt people. No, we have to finish it. Don't let them go. Abu Bakr said, let them go. Why did Abu Bakr say to let them go? What did Abu Bakr want? Why did Abu Bakr want to let them go? Yes, Mu'ad? To give them, to
1: give them a test. Would they join Islam or... Okay, yeah, that's true.
0: Mu'ad says completely true. To give them a chance to... Uh, a, a chance to accept Islam. That was one thing. What was the other reason why Abu Bakr wanted to let them go? He was soft-hearted, but that wasn't why. Because he wasn't soft-hearted to Abdurrahman. He didn't say to, I mean, to Abdurrahman, he said, if I saw you in the battle, I would have killed you. Why did he... What... It would have been good for the Muslims to have money, the girl said. The Muslims needed money, they were low on money, and each one of them would have paid a large amount of money to let them go. So they said, look, we should, uh, we should let them go. Okay, one day Umar came and he found Abu Bakr and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu crying. Why were they crying? It's related to the same story. They let them go. They ransomed them. Each one of them paid a lot of money and if they couldn't pay money, they had to teach a Muslim to read and write. Or to teach Muslims to read and write. Just after that, Omar came and he saw the Prophet's Muslim Abu Bakr really upset. And he said, what's making you cry? So if you, I'll cry or I'll make myself cry. What was it? Um, they
1: all
0: became Muslim? No, they didn't become Muslim. Girls, do you know? No. What made them cry is that Allah revealed in the Qur'an that Umar was right and that the decision the Prophet made with Abu Bakr was wrong. And Allah revealed it. It's not allowed for the Prophet to have prisoners until He makes the Muslim strong on the earth. Until He puts you know put makes it clear on the earth. So they were upset because they realized that, they did that. it was Umar who was right. They should have finished it off, they shouldn't have let them go. But then Allah allowed it for them And Allah said You can take what you've taken from them The money you have taken You can take it and you can use it And it's halal for you In the battle of Uhud What happened to the Muslims in the battle of Uhud? Who can give me just a little bit Because we've done it in the seal, In the battles Who can tell me a little bit about what happened in the battle of Uhud? So the Muslims won in the beginning and then they, they, got, they got too, they were too quick. What happened? What did they do? Yes, Anas? The archers left the, the, archers left the mountain. And when the archers left the mountain, what happened to the Muslims? The. They lost. And they started, many people died. Many good people died. At that time, all the Muslims ran away from the Prophet Muhammad except a very small number who stayed with him. And Abu Bakr was one of the people who... Abu Bakr was one of the people who stayed with him. After the Battle of Uhud, the Prophet straight away wanted another battle. Why do you think... We said in the battles, why do you think he wanted straight away another battle? Sorry? Yeah, for, you're right, Yusuf, for them to win. Like so that they don't have the habit that, oh, we didn't, we lost, or we didn't, it didn't go well for us, we should stop. No, straight away, go again. So they went, and on that battle was, Abu Bakr was with them, and Zubair was with them. And that's when Aisha, she said to Urwa, Ibn Zubair, who was Azubair's other son, she said to him, that your father and your grandfather both went out for this. And as Zubayr was there, and so was Abu Bakr. They both went out for this battle after the battle of, after the battle of, Wahud. It was called Hamra al Asad, the battle. Okay. What else do we know about the battles? Which other battles do we know? Which other battles, yes Yusuf? battle we just spoke about now The battle of the trench Abu-Bakr was involved in the battle of the trench as well And he had a big role to play in that Radiyallahu anhu What else do we know about the battles? Which other battles do we know about? Or which other things in the seerah do we know about? One of the big ones that happened was the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. Do you remember that? What happened in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah? So we did it. I know some of you are new in the class, so you might not remember because we came to the class afterwards. But we did this in the class. The Muslim, What were the Muslims trying to do? They were trying to what? They were trying to make a battle or they were trying to do something different? Good. Girls know the answer. What were they trying to do? No. Good try. The girls know the answer. They were trying to make Umrah. They were trying to go to Umrah. And when they tried to go to Umrah, they didn't want to fight. They just wanted to go to Umrah, to Makkah. And the non-Muslims, they didn't let them go to Umrah. And they, they wouldn't let them go. So what happened? the Prophet agreed to make a treaty with them. Do you know what a treaty is? What's a treaty? An agreement. An agreement, right? Very good. An agreement with them. Was this a nice agreement or not? What do you think? Like we can make Umrah, and we can be friends. Was it like that? No. no. What do you think it was like?
1: Horrible.
0: It was a horrible agreement. And it said that anybody who becomes Muslim has to get sent back to the non-Muslims And anyone who leaves Islam has to be free to go to the non-Muslims And the Muslims are not allowed to make Umrah this year They have to go back and turn away A lot of things in that treaty were very hard What do you think Abu Bakr said about it and what do you think Umar said about it? You're close Omar was very upset about it He was really upset He wanted to know why Why? He said oh messenger of Allah Are you not the messenger of Allah Are you the messenger of Allah He said yes I'm the messenger of Allah He said are we not Muslims He said yes He said are they not non Muslims He said yes He said okay so why are we making this agreement with them Why don't we take our swords and we fight them right here right now Why are we making this agreement with them And they went to Abu Bakr and they asked Abu Bakr And Abu Bakr said, just wait, be patient. What the Prophet said, he's not going to do something wrong. If he said to do it, just do what he said. And that also showed why Abu Bakr was better than everybody else. Because even in that time, nobody else was wanting to agree to it. Abu Bakr said, if the Prophet said, we're going to do it, no matter what. Whatever the Prophet said, we're going to agree to it. You know Abu Bakr, he used to call that day the day of victory That's so strange, right? Why would you call that day the day of victory? He said many people didn't see what was happening Between the Prophet Muhammad and what Allah told him about He said the slaves of Allah hurry things up But Allah does not rush things like they do but Allah allows things to happen the way that He wanted them to happen. He said in the last Hajj the Prophet ﷺ made, I saw Suhail ibn, Amr, the person who was making this agreement from the non-Muslims. And what do you think Abu Bakr saw Suhail doing? Suhail was not a Muslim before in this treaty. He was the one who was refused. Suhail was the one who when they said write Messenger of Allah He said I'm not going to write it Because he's not the messenger of Allah Do you understand? So when they said to Suhail write This is agreement between the messenger of Allah And between He said I'm not going to write it Because he's not the messenger of Allah He he said I'm not going to accept it What did he see Suhail doing in the farewell hajj? What did Abu Bakr see Suhail doing? Making hajj with the Muslims And he was taking the shaved head The hair of the Prophet And he was putting it onto his eyes And putting it uh, So that he could get blessings He was taking the hair of the Prophet And he was putting it on his eyes He became Muslim Can you imagine that? The people that were fighting the Muslims All became Muslim What was the benefit of that treaty? What, What did the Muslims benefit from it? What was the good thing that came from it? Tell me simple way, you don't have to tell me complicated way. What was the what was the best thing that came from that treaty? That agreement they made. they became friends. Sorry? they became friends? No, no, they didn't become friends until the very end. They became
1: Muslims.
0: Later on you're right, but before that, what did it give the Muslims? It gave the Muslims something nobody was thinking about. The girls know the answer. It gave the Muslims time, free time, to do other things. Because before them, what was happening? Every day was fighting between them. So it gave them time to become really strong. And after that, they went to Mecca and they conquered Mecca, and Mecca became Muslim. And that was the end of it. And the reason that they were able to conquer Mecca after Allah's help was because they made that agreement with them. But someone might say, didn't you say, Muhammad Tim, that in that agreement, the the Muslims have to be sent back to Makkah? Wasn't that true, that the Muslims have to be sent back to Makkah? It was true. The Muslims had to go back to Makkah. But what happened? They didn't go. As soon as they, what they did is, they got halfway and they camped there and they just made trouble for the non-Muslims all the time. Every time they were going between Makkah and Medina, they just made trouble for them. Until they said, "Okay, please just send them back. Keep them in Medina. We don't want them." So that treaty worked out very, very well for all of for all of the Muslims. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I just want to come <coughs> forward to a little bit towards the last year before the Prophet died. Not the last year. This the ninth year of the Hijrah. <coughs> the ninth year after the Hijrah. <coughs> I want to come back to that time. The ninth year after the Hijrah in that time the Muslims did their first hajj I want to ask you guys a question come on boys pay attention Muslims went to hajj who led the hajj? go on Noah what do you think? that's a very clever answer the Prophet Muhammad that's the wrong answer <laughs> it's a very good answer Allah. it's a very good answer Abu Bakr You're right You're right No, you're right But that was not the ninth year That was the year after That was the 10th year Okay So the ninth year It was Abu Bakr The Prophet said didn't want to go Because still at that time There were non-Muslims Making the Hajj And he didn't want to go And make Hajj with them Why did he not want to go And make Hajj with them?
1: Because
0: they were non-Muslim Because they were not muslim Okay, good Girls, what do you think? They were doing hajj the wrong way. They used to do hajj without any clothes on. Very simple. They used to do hajj without any clothes on. Very strange things. So the Prophet he didn't want to make hajj with them. He sent Abu Bakr the first time, and then after that, then he told Ali to tell everybody that after this year, no one of these non-Muslims is going to come to hajj. And no one is going to go around the Kaaba without their clothes. Everyone is going to be dressed properly, Everyone's going to make hajj properly. So Ali told them this is the last year, this is the last year. After this, no more. And that's what happened. And in the 10th year, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he did his hajj. He did his hajj, the farewell hajj. And then the Prophet ﷺ came back to Medina. Before that, there was something really, really amazing happened. After the conquest of Makkah, girls, can you just mute your audio? It's really making a lot of noise. Just mute it while till you, you give an answer. Okay. So, uh, after Makkah, the Muslims tried to attack Ta'if, okay? And they surrounded Ta'if in a siege. Do you know what a siege is? What's a siege? It's where an army goes all the way around a city and they don't let anybody go out and they don't let any food or anything come inside and they try to make the people of the city come out so that they can go into the city. Do you understand? Like the army goes all the way around Makes like a circle around the city They don't let anybody in or out The Muslims They laid siege to Taif All the way around But they couldn't break in. And Abu Bakr's son Abdullah Was shot by an arrow He lived for a little while But he died when he went back to Medina And Abu Bakr's son Abdullah died And he died from that arrow in Taif not long later, the people of Ta'if became Muslims. And they came to Medina to accept Islam. They came to Medina to accept Islam. And Abu Bakr showed the arrow. He didn't tell what the arrow, what the arrow was from. He said to them, does anyone know whose arrow this is? And there was a man there called Sa'id ibn ubayd He said, it's my arrow. I made it. And I fired it. I was the one who sharpened it, I was the one who put the feather on the arrow, and I was the one who fired it. And Abu Bakr said to him, This is the arrow that killed my son Abdullah. What do you think Abu Bakr said to that man? What do you think Abu Bakr said to that man? Imagine that he's sitting in front of the man who fired the arrow to kill his son. Can you imagine that? He's sitting in front of the man who fired the arrow to kill his son. He says, whose arrow is this? The man says, my arrow. He said, this is the arrow that killed my son. What do you think he said to him? Get out. Get out from Medina. I don't want to see you again. What do you think he said to him? girls you have any idea you know Abu Bakr by now you heard his story so much you heard his story so much the girl said he would have said something nice do you think so boys he said Alhamdulillah the one who honoured my son with your hand and didn't humiliate you with his hand meaning alhamdulillah that my son was accepted by Allah as someone who died for Allah because of you alhamdulillah he didn't kill you so you could become muslim that's what he said he said alhamdulillah my son was able to die for the sake of Allah and alhamdulillah you didn't die because if you died then you would have not been a a Muslim at that time So Alhamdulillah He died And Alhamdulillah You didn't You didn't die That was the kind of person Who Abu Bakr was When we go towards The end of the life Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Before that We just talk quickly About the Battle of Tabuk Yes He became Muslim Yeah, I don't know if he was in the if he fought in the battle of Taif or not. I'm not sure. In the battle of Tabuk, a really famous story happened with Abu Bakr. We're going to do five more minutes, guys. A really famous story happened with Abu Bakr in the battle of Tabuk. When they were preparing for the battle, Umar decided today I'm going to beat Abu Bakr. Today I'm going to do one time in my life, I'm going to do something better than Abu Bakr. So Umar came and half of his wealth, half of everything, can you imagine half of everything your mom and dad owns? Can you imagine that? House, car, whatever, everything, he sold it, he took half and he gave it to the Prophet said, The Prophet and said to him, Ammar, what have you got left? He said, I've got the same. You know, I've given you the same, I've got the same left, like half and half. And Umar thought, today, today I won. Today I, I beat Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr came along, he put down some wealth. Prophet said, What did you leave behind? He said, I didn't leave anything behind except Allah and His Messenger. Meaning, Abu Bakr gave everything he had. Every single thing that he had Omar said I'm never going to compete With Abu Bakr in anything ever again I will never be able to compete with him I cannot I gave half, he gave everything I cannot When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Was dying He told Abu Bakr to lead the prayer Why do you think that's important? that he told Abu Bakr to lead the prayer? Why do you think it's important that he told Abu Bakr to lead the prayer? Good, the girls have got a good answer. They said the prayer is really important. So whoever leads the prayer is the one who's leading the people. Right? Whoever leads the prayer is the one who's leading the people. So it's like he was saying to the people, what was he saying to the people? What was he saying to the people? When he said to Abu Bakr, lead the prayer, what was he saying to them? Abu Bakr is gonna be your leader after me. That's what he was saying to them, that Abu Bakr is going to be your leader after me. So after I'm gone, who is going to be in charge? Abu Bakr is going to be in charge. Before we talk about Abu Bakr being in charge, what happened when the Prophet died? So, when the Prophet died, how do you think the Sahaba felt when he died? How do you think they felt when the Prophet died? Sad. Very sad. How else do you think they felt? Have a think about it, and then you can ask it, okay? So the girl said confused, that's very good, that's very true. Confused, like a bit lost. Imagine you've got the Prophet, you're always with the Prophet. The Prophet's telling you what to do, the Prophet's telling you this is right, this is wrong. If, you get, if you've got any problem, you go and ask him what to do, and he gives you the, the guidance from Allah. What do you do when the Prophet's not there anymore? You feel confused, you feel lost, you feel sad, okay? That's so true, right? Do you remember your question? How did
1: Prophet die?
0: He died. So I said, because he was just a person. He was not an angel. He was not like someone who lives forever. He was a person. And he died after he finished his job, after everything was done that he had to do. And one day before he died, he stood up and he said, That Allah has given someone a choice. Between this world Or Jannah And that person chose Jannah And Abu Bakr started to cry Why do you think Abu Bakr Nobody else cried Omar said we didn't have any idea Why is Abu Bakr crying So the the Prophet Muhammad stood up And he said Allah gave a choice to a man Whether he wants to live in this world Or go to Jannah And he chose Jannah And Abu Bakr started to cry and cry and cry. And Umar said, we didn't know why is he crying. The girls know the answer. What do you think? Is it because
1: the Prophet is implying that he was asked
0: whether to go to Jannah or stay? Excellent. Because that man was the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Abu Bakr knew that he's saying that I'm going to die. I've chosen now that I don't want to stay on this world anymore. I've done my job. And I want to go to the hereafter. I want to go to the next life. And what is with Allah. I want my reward that is with Allah. So Abu Bakr was the only one of them who understood. Everybody else didn't understand. What does that tell you about Abu Bakr? Does it not tell you he's the most knowledgeable of all of the companions, right?
1: Yeah.
0: It tells out of all of the companions he was the one who had the most knowledge. He was the most knowledgeable. And when he saw the Prophet had died, he lifted the cover from his face and he kissed him on the forehead and he said to him that Allah is not going to make you die twice. You're not going to come back to life and die again. That's it. When he went out, the people were in threes or in two different groups. Some people they just were not would not believe the Prophet died. Umar said if anyone says the Prophet died I'm going to hit him with my sword I'm going to hit his neck with my sword If anybody says the Prophet died He didn't die He's just gone to, to meet with Allah And he's going to come back That's what Umar said And Ali radiallahu he was just by himself He just kept by himself he's, I don't, don't want to talk to anybody I'm just, He was just sad by himself And then Abu Bakr He stood up in front of everybody and he said, Whoever used to worship Muhammad, Muhammad died. And whoever worships Allah, Allah is the ever living and Allah doesn't die. What's Abu Bakr saying? What's he trying to tell the people? That he died but he went to heaven The girl said a very good thing That the Prophet was a person, he wasn't a god So you don't worship him instead of Allah What else?
1: That Allah's message will live
0: forever Allah's message will live forever Excellent So the last thing I'm going to tell you guys about And then we're going to finish the class is How did Abu Bakr become in charge of all of the Muslims? How did Abu Bakr become in charge? So when the Prophet sallallahu died There was a bit of disagreement about who should be in charge Some of the people from the people of Medina, the Ansar They said we should be in charge, we're in Medina right, it's our city Now we should be in charge Some of the people in Mecca, They tried to select who was going to be in charge And then some people said we should have one of us and one of you should have two people in charge We should have two people in charge so Abu Bakr, he actually spoke to them and Abu Bakr, he said to them, he said to them, you know that the Prophet said that it has to be a Quraysh to be in charge. So I want you to choose two, one of two people. Either you choose Umar or either you choose uh, Abu Ubaidah. Which one do you want to be in charge? Because it has to be someone from Quraysh. And they agreed that it has to be someone from Quraysh. So they said, who shall it be? Who will it be? Will it be Amr or will it be Abu Abaydah? Which one will it be? Umar or Abu Ubaida? So which one was it? Amar. Omar, Omar, Um, Omar, 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 Omar. Omar. Um, Omar. Um, Omar. Um, The girls only got it right. Well, the girls say, neither of them. (laughs) Neither of them. Neither of them. Instead, what happened is, that Omar, he took his hand out, And Abu Ubaidah, Abu Ubaida took his hand out. And Abu Ubaidah said, I will never, ever. (coughs) Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yahteequm Allah, Abu Ubaidah took his hand out. He said, I will never agree to be in charge while Abu Bakr is here. He said, Abu Bakr, give me your hand. So Abu Bakr gave his hand. Abu Ubaidah took his hand and he said that I am going to follow you, you're gonna be the leader. And then Umar, and then all of the people from the Ansar, and they all agreed for Abu Bakr to be the leader out of all of them. They all agreed for Abu Bakr to be the leader out of all of them. Now, in the next topic, we're gonna talk a little bit about Omar. Radiallahu Allah, Next lesson But I've got a little bit of homework for you Just to finish off the story of Abu Bakr I want you to find out How long was Abu Bakr in charge of the Muslims for? And how did he die? How long was Abu Bakr in charge of the Muslims for? And how did he die? No answers now You research it you come back to me next lesson. you tell me, okay? How long was Abu Bakr in charge of the Muslims for? And how did Abu Bakr die? Okay. Quick questions before we finish off. Who has a question they want to ask? You boys been listening for a long time, so a long lesson today, huh? You guys are like, okay, class, we're going to finish that. Who has a question? Good. What's your question? What's your question? You don't know? Okay, think about it, you have a question. I'm not letting you go until you have a good question. Someone has to ask me a good question, otherwise I don't let you go. One from the girls and one from the boys. Okay. He's thinking, go on. Was Abu Bakr
1: there when the Prophet ﷺ died? Was Abu Bakr
0: there when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam died? Shortly after at least. Very good. The boys answered their question. Now the girls have to answer their question. Yes, what
1: was it? cave that Abu Bakr and Muhammad were hiding
0: in. The cave that Abu Bakr and the Prophet Muhammad were hiding in was in the mountain of Thawr? But I don't remember what, that the cave has a name. It's just called the cave. The cave in the mountain of Tawg. Now look how many questions. Yes. Like a
1: uh, uh, prophet Muhammad. Did he die in the battle? World?
0: No he didn't die in the battle. He actually died because someone gave him poisoned meat. But it, took, it didn't kill him straight away. But it took a long time. And then he died because Allah gave him a choice between if you want to live on this world until the day of judgment or you want to die. And he chose that I want to die. Boys' answer, very good. Girls? Girls? Question? Okay, no problem That's what Allah made easy for us to mention Allah knows best Well done guys, you did amazing